0: Let's talk about the six signs of unresolved trauma. Okay. One of the questions I get asked quite a lot from my couples is how do they know when they've worked through their trauma? Now there's an old saying that time heals all wounds and That is true for a lot of wounds, but trauma is a particular kind of wound that time doesn't necessarily always heal. So in order to really focus on resolving trauma, there has to be some specific work that is done in that area. And that means that there are signs that that you have resolved the trauma, and in this particular case we're going to talk about what those signs are if it's unresolved. This way, you're aware that if any of these signs or symptoms start to come up for you, that in particular, there may be some more work that needs to be done. Now, I want to say too, this does not take away from any of the work that you as trauma victims have already done. Uh, Any work is good work if you're working on resolving some of your trauma. So I don't want to negate Uh, or downplay or minimize any of the efforts you've already made because I know there's so many people out there that have worked very hard to try to resolve some of their trauma but as we go through this list these six signs maybe you'll notice or recognize that there's one maybe two that tend to be troublesome for you in certain context in certain areas of your life and that might give you an idea that maybe a little bit more work is needed in these particular areas. All right, so the very first one is hypervigilance. Now, we discussed in another video when we talked about defining trauma and the types of different trauma. One of the hallmarks of trauma is this sense of hypervigilance. Because the nature of trauma itself overwhelms our central nervous system, overwhelms our ability to cope with what is happening, that it then creates a a shift inside of us and that shift is that protective part of us wants to always be on the lookout for any signs that we may be re-traumatized now if your trauma was interpersonal in nature meaning that if it was uh, inflicted on you by somebody else then this is especially true And so what you may have noticed is that over time, you are acutely aware of other people, of their facial expressions, body postures, any surprises, things that pop out of the blue may startle you quite a bit. And this is all a sense of hypervigilance. So you're acutely aware of your environment and your surrounding because you are really on the lookout. That part of your brain that's there to protect you is on the lookout for any signs that you may get re-traumatized. So our brainstem that we share with the reptiles does an amazing job of scanning the environment so that we can see if there's anything that is going to surprise us and re-traumatize us again. Part of this is found like, for example, you're walking through the forest And uh, out of the corner of your eye you see a stick and as you probably are well aware what happens is the first thing you do is you jump out of the way now this was not a conscious thought this was actually your brainstem protecting you um, because what comes through our eyes is most closely uh, connected to our brainstem, stem and so the message sends a much faster signal than it does if it has to go through our prefrontal cortex which is our reasoning and thinking area of our brain so we jump out of the way and then we turn and we look and we go oh that's just a stick when we've been traumatized it's sort of restructured reshaped our brainstem stem to be hyper vigilant and that is exhausting and that is so difficult to deal with where you feel like you have to always put up your walls but that's also a reaction that you're trying to keep yourself safe your body's doing its job it's trying to keep you from being retraumatized again so if in your life you feel like there are situations or, or maybe it's sort of a white noise in the background it's always there you can never completely turn it off you can never completely feel safe in your body you're always hyper vigilant to family friends your partner to your surroundings then this could be a sign of unresolved trauma now number two lack of trust so this one almost goes without saying especially if the trauma was inflicted from another person either a uh, parent Um, a a primary guardian growing up, a previous spouse, uh, affairs certainly can fall into this order. But again, we're talking about how trauma has reshaped your brain to want to be able to protect you. And it's doing so by always keeping other people a little bit at arm's length. It's protecting you by always being a little bit unsure of other people's intentions and motives and that makes complete sense to me because if your trauma was inflicted by another person then there's going to be a part of you that says I don't know if I can fully trust other people because the person or persons that were supposed to keep me most safe that were supposed to protect me did not do so and as a result internally my body's never allowed me to sort of be completely at rest with other people, I'm always a little bit leery of what they might want or need or how they might take advantage of me. So if you find that there's areas in your life that you have difficulty building trust or or trusting others in general, and this is especially true in our attachment relationships, our relationships with our most intimate partner that this is a sign of unresolved trauma. If you feel like you always have to stiff arm uh, people a little bit, you always have to sort of keep them just a little bit of a distance. You don't want to let anybody too too in um, to know what's going on inside you, then this is surely a sign of unresolved trauma. And for good reason, for very good reason. It makes perfect sense to me why your body's telling you and sending you messages that you just can't completely trust other people. And it's safest and best to keep them at arm's length. So the second sign of unresolved trauma is this inability to really trust others, to feel safe in our body and safe in a close, intimate relationship with somebody else. Now, another sign, this is the third sign of unresolved trauma, and that is physical symptoms. This can be everything from headache, difficulty sleeping, to uh, nausea, to just an anxious pit in your stomach that never seems to go away. It could be um, that you're overeating, you're undereating, it could be that you're relying too much on drugs or alcohol or marijuana to cope and get by, or to— own, that's the only way your body's able to completely relax and, and, and sort of come down to baseline, that these physical symptoms are also a sign of unresolved trauma. And I think this is true for many, many people. And the real danger here is that what you're doing in order to soothe yourself, if it's through marijuana, drugs, alcohol, um, it could be just excessive avoidance. It could be that you're just throwing yourself into work at the expense of having any other aspects to your life, at the expense of your relationships, at the expense of your health. So, there's lots of kinds of addictions, and I use that word loosely right now. Um, but there's all kinds of addictions that can take the place of being able to cope and deal with those trauma reactions in our body. And so, the real downside to this is that if you lean on those coping mechanisms too long to get rid of the physical symptoms you're having, then those themselves can become the problem. So where you might start out, just as an example of I'm going to drink because when I drink it's, it's the only time I really feel relaxed or comfortable in my body or that I can just sort of come down. If you lean on that long enough, what you find then is that alcohol can actually become a problem in and of itself, where once it started out as a soothing uh, coping mechanism, it now has become an addiction or a problem. So these physical symptoms are real and they're there for a reason. Oftentimes they're there because they are giving you a warning sign that something's not right in your relationships, that something's not working in your life. We often say that about anxiety and depression, that those are the breakdown of your natural defenses, and so what has taken over as a, as a protection is this warning signal of depression and anxiety, that something's not working. Now, as I say that, some of you might be thinking yes, but sometimes depression can be a biological disorder, and, and that is true in my experience what I have found is that eighty eight times out of ten eighty percent of the time if somebody's having excessive anxiety or depression it's really linked to either unresolved trauma or something that's not working in their relationship or in their life rarely has I have I ever seen it be a biological issue. That's not to say I haven't. I certainly have. I know some people have recurrent depression. It's just something they've learned to manage and live with. And and God bless you if you've done that, because that is a lot of hard work to be able to manage and figure out how to function and live with that. But a lot of what I've seen is that those are a breakdown of our natural coping defenses. And so in order to not deal with this anxiety and these physical symptoms. We can slip into depression or we can slip into anxiety. So the third sign of unresolved trauma is physical symptoms and not in our stomach. Uh, An elevated level of anxiety that just doesn't seem to go away. A sense of malaise or sadness that sort of comes over you maybe at a certain time every day or um, comes over you once a week you just sort of hit a low point and you feel you just feel very abject very down in that sense so these physical symptoms can be a sign of unresolved trauma as well the fourth sign of unresolved trauma is where you get triggered and then you you re-experience the trauma in the here and now as if it was the same as what you experienced in the past now this is a hallmark of trauma In general and what I mean by that is that one of the primary signs of a traumatic event is that when we get triggered it's not a memory of something that's happened in the past it is something we relive and re-experience as if it was happening in the here and now so if you get triggered at times and in in that moment you re-experience what feels like that trauma happening again to you in the moment that is a sign of unresolved trauma now I'm not saying that if we get triggered we don't feel intense emotions that's not what I'm saying because we we all have our trigger points we all have vulnerabilities of some kind that's just unfortunately part of being human it's part of being in relationships hurt people hurt people and sometimes they create wounds But there's a difference between having a wound that gets triggered that makes us angry, frustrated, ashamed, um, feeling unworthy, versus something that's so vivid and so real we feel like we're reliving the trauma in the here and now. So the fourth sign of unresolved trauma is that when you get triggered, you experience that same level of traumatic reaction, that sense of overwhelm, that sense of terror at times, that sense of hopelessness. And so what you might find in those situations is that um, you might go through the stages of fight and flight and or you might go through your hypo uh, stage, which means that you shut down internally. And so if you're, if you're finding you have those reactions, those intense sort of emotional reactions in a situation, this can often be a sign of some resolved trauma. So when you get triggered, What you're doing is you're reliving that trauma in the here and now as if it was happening currently to you. The fifth sign of unresolved trauma is disassociation. And what that really means is it's kind of a fancy word for compartmentalization. What you've done and how you've dealt with your trauma is you have disassociated or compartmentalized a part of it. And so this is an area of your life where often you feel numb. You, you, you can go blank, you, don't, you can't think of right words, you can't seem to express yourself, you can't make sense of what's happening internally. Now, you can go and be fantastic at work, you might be fantastic at other areas of your life, hanging with your buddies, playing a sport, whatever it may be, you may be able to function, but all of a sudden you get into an area of your life or something occurs in your closest relationship and you find that you hit a point where you hit a wall and you're just not able to articulate, to formulate in words what's happening. You often feel like you go numb. Maybe you feel a little bit outside yourself at times. And then eventually that feeling subsides and you begin to feel more like yourself later. This is what we call disassociation. And this is part of the way that you have learned to cope and deal with past trauma. So the fifth sign um, is is that you disassociate or there's an area of of your your sense of self that is compartmentalized. And when you get into a certain situation, it can get triggered and you can go into that disassociation and just feel very numb, feel very blank, feel very shut down at times. The sixth and final sign of unresolved trauma is a feeling of of shame about your sense of self. Now this is also very much a hallmark of complex trauma. So it's not so much necessarily that if you've had one traumatic event happen to you, but rather if you've had multiple traumatic events, or one event that's been repeated over multiple times, um, maybe through childhood, or maybe you were married and your spouse had multiple affairs on you, something along those lines, then this is certainly a hallmark of that, where you feel sort of defective in your sense of self, where you feel unworthy, unlovable, and just at your core, like you're not a worthy person. And so having unresolved trauma means that there are times where you recognize that you need excessive reassurance. Maybe that's part of way of boosting your self-esteem. Maybe it's that you are a bit clinging or needy with your partner. And and that could be certainly a sign of low self-esteem of this need that you feel abandoned and rejected easily and that that impacts your sense of self-worth as a person. So that is the sixth and final sign of unresolved trauma. If you feel like at any point you're experiencing any of these, then that could be an indication that you need to go back and do some work. And again, I wanna reiterate, that does not negate any of the hard work you've already done. Trauma, uh, as Judith Herman says, is, is a violation of human nature. And so it is, it is impacting to the core. That's part of what makes it traumatic. And so it just takes a lot of work and sometimes it takes a lot of time to be able to work through that. That's not your fault. If you've done great work, I applaud you, I really do. And I don't question it for a minute that you've really tried to Dig deep to understand the roots of it, to understand what's happened, and to be able to work through it so that your physiology is not hijacked all day long like it was when it first happened. I also want to say this too, and I think this is important. I have a lot of couples that come to me and they say, I've worked through my trauma. And they don't recognize that what's happening in their situation is a trauma reaction from the past. It's very difficult to see that, and I can certainly understand why. If I had felt like I had done so much trauma work, and all of a sudden I'm now in a relationship, and I'm getting very hypervigilant, and my self-esteem feels bad, and I'm having physical symptoms, I would attribute it to this other person. That makes total sense to me. Hey, when I was by myself, I was perfectly fine. I didn't have these symptoms and signs going on. But that's precisely the point. What can happen in one of our closest, most intimate relationships is that the trauma or aspects of the trauma can come alive that doesn't come alive when we're by ourselves. And when we've worked through an individual therapy, our trauma, it doesn't mean that it's resolved all aspects of it. That there are aspects that can come alive in your closest, most intimate relationships. And One of the sayings that we have is, what's broken in relationship gets healed in relationship. And so this is especially true if your trauma was interpersonally inflicted, meaning it was inflicted upon you by another person. That there are aspects of that that can be reawakened or can come alive in your closest relationships. And that just might be a sign that you need to do a little bit more trauma work. As a couples therapist, I love working with couples that have had past trauma because I think couples work is such a powerful way to be able to help one or both partners that have had trauma in the past because it can bring it alive in ways that they don't, they don't see it and understand it and it can be in, in, right in the room with us there. And we can be able to deal with it and process it and we can, we can acknowledge it head on. When it comes alive in the relationship, that's not always possible when we're not in a relationship or when we're uh, at work or other other more individual-based activities, things like that. So these are the six signs of unresolved trauma. Uh, Be sure and uh, follow us. uh, Hit our subscribe channel and our bell notification so that you'll know when a new video comes out. And be sure to follow us on wherever you get your podcast for the next episode. Thanks for joining in.